Last time on PlayQuest. You see a handsome 425 pound turtle with long, sharp claws. I'm Bast. Uh, greetings and well met. Oh, sorry, I'm Felix. Well, I mean, Felix is my name, but I made it up. Um, I don't know my real name. Oh, um, hi, I'm Winthrop. Uh, Winthrop Pittman. Glad to make your acquaintance. I'm Ingus, uh, respected guide here in the forest. You see a tall half-orc hastily sprinting through the woods. Well, friend, you're welcome here if you're my contact. Uh... Yes. Names are powerful things here, and they go a long way. You can trust Hieronymus. That dog saved more lives than yours will ever be worth, do you understand? Everything here in the forest is different than what you expect it to be. Respect the spirits, but never trust them. The desires of the departed and the fae are never the same as those of a mortal. So, uh, as Felix takes off into the woods, uh, Chuck, you, you hear something else uh, to the other side of you, on, on the other side of this kind of, like, round camp. Um, uh, you hear that there is a rustling in the bush, and it sound, and you hear the like twang with your awesome perception check. Yeah, you think that one of Ingus's traps has gone off in the in the opposite direction of which the swirling mist is coming. I'm like, uh, uh, Felix, was that you? Did you twang? <laughs> Did you? Was that you? He's gone. Uh, it, it, yeah, it definitely <laughs> wasn't because he's in the opposite direction. That's what those words mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I understood, but. Okay. Uh, Winthrow is not feeling it right now. I like um, peek my head into the tent, and I'm like, uh, "Ingus, um, there was a sound, and also Felix ran into the woods, and um, I don't know what to do. This wasn't covered under the rules." He sighs. Uh, it's about that time anyway, and it looks like I'll get ready. Uh, he can't get too far. It won't be a problem. Let me and Hieronymus get our coffee, and, and we'll get on. Stay by the fire and keep a watch out. Uh, okay. Should I maybe look at what made the twang, or just stay by the... Uh, probably should just stay by the fire, right? I should just stay by the fire. No, go look at the twang. Mm, should I stay by the fire, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Inga shrugs and he says, you have asked more questions than are allotted before I can have my coffee. And he says, look at the twang. Don't look at the twang. Uh, I'm going to drink my coffee. And as he kind of like begins to uh, uh, fiddle with a, a kettle uh, in his tent that he's going to walk over to the fire with. Okay, I'm going to take my fire to the twang and I pick up a burning stick from the fire. Very, very cautiously walk that way. Let's smash cut over to Cal, who has run off in the forest. Uh, you head off into the forest a little ways as you rush in, and kind of as you do, you notice that there's, uh, that that inky smoke stuff has sort of started to dissipate. You kind of like ran through it, and you're not actually sure where it's coming from, especially with your really bad perception check. But when you do look around, you also hear another kind of like twang, completely visible. You don't even need to do a perception check. You, you see that a trap has been sprung. And dangling uh, high upon a trap uh, from a branch uh, is a small fox. And it's kind of whimpering as it spins around slowly in a circle. Uh, and it looks over at you and goes, Hey, hey man. Hey, man. Elbow fell out. 
Oh, sure. So, uh, Felix kind of walks up to the fox, and he's just like, Oh, you can talk? Uh, no, no, but you should definitely help me out of this trap. Oh, well, sure, of course. Uh, uh, just hold on a second. And so, like, um, I guess, is he within reach, or do, do I have to climb something to get to him? Uh, no, he's kind of like, uh, uh what's your, your race again? You're, you're a half-elf, right? Yeah, half-elf. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you're tall enough. Like, he's just kind of like dangling at face level with you. Uh, you know, he's, he's just a regular little fox. Like, he, he's uh, maybe three feet long at most. He's like, man, I, I, I'm getting dizzy here. You, you wanna, you wanna like, you know, loosen this knot or, or something? Yeah, so I, uh, kind of get underneath him so that he can kind of stand on my shoulder, basically, and then reach up above him and use my dagger to cut <laughs> the rope over his foot. Yeah, no problem. Uh, and he's like, oh, a gentleman. Oh, wow. Uh, as you, uh, kind of, uh, carefully slice that rope. Uh, and then, yeah, you feel a little bit of weight, uh, as, as he sort of, like, uh, pushes up against you and then springs down kind of unharmed. Uh, he gives a, a good little shake through his body as this little, like, crest of fur, you know, it goes through his, from his top to his tail. Um, and he goes, oh, man. Oh, that feels good. That feels good. Thanks a lot. That was, that was a real pain. Oh. Oh hey man, do you do you know what this means? Uh, that you're not hanging in the air and that you're safe. Also, how do you talk? How did that happen? Can you? Oh, uh, exactly. I'm not hanging up there and by like the cosmic laws of the universe, man. Like I owe you a favor. Oh, what? I don't think anyone's ever owed me any anything, really. Well, fella, I'm going to tell you what. Just, what do you want, buddy? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry. What's your name? Uh, Felix. Oh, Felix, Felix. Good good to know the name of my savior. Thanks, buddy. Oh, it's no problem. I've, I've always been super, super fascinated with the Force. I, you know, I live in, it's kind of a, a, of a crappy place. It's full of stone and people that don't really like me. And, you know, stealing to live. You know, I just... This yeah, yeah, I get that, man. I, I get that. But hey, did you, I mean, you know, I thought you were a gentleman. You were, were you, were you going to ask my name? Oh, yeah, sure. I, I guess, uh, uh, who, who are you, Mr. Fox? Oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, uh the name's Reynard. Well, hello, Reynard. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, almost, almost, you know, a, a little bit, a little bit more on the eh, eh, eh. There, try again. Uh, eh, nod? Uh, no, uh, you, a little closer that time, but now really, really push, punch the consonant on the end. Uh, re, re, oh, yeah! Uh, and when you say his name for the third time, uh, you see this fox all of a sudden, like, cast a fantastic glow around himself as he floats up high into the air, uh, and begins kind of, like, spinning around. He's like, oh, man, it's like, whoa. They tell you that, that, that it gets better on this side, but they don't really know, you don't know what that means. Uh, and he kind of looks at you and, and he, and he shakes his head and he goes, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Cool. So about your favor. Well, um, sure. So, uh, I mean, I've more or less been alone my whole life. Uh, you know, I, I just kind of want a friend, really. He says, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. A friend. That is something I can do. I've been looking for a friend, too. Well, that's quite serendipitous, I think, right? Dude, you can't use... If you're going to be my friend, you can't talk like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Oh. (laughs) 
And it's like, here, let, let me let me show you. Let me show you. Like, there's, there's some ways of communication are just like more natural, more easier than others. Like, here, hold, hold out your hand. Okay. So he holds out his hand, like just kind of in the air, just kind of like with big, wide eyes, like ah. And Reynard is like, oh man, yeah, look at those uh, good, good ley lines in there. Yeah, it looks like you got a good long lifeline. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What's this? And he and he looks like really, really closely at your hand. Uh, you, you watch kind of in horror as he quickly opens his jaws really wide and bites down hard on that hand. Ah! Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, wave him around like a cartoon. Like, ah! <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd like you to, since you're totally willing, it, it seems, in, in, to go along with these things, I'd like you to give me a dex tech at disadvantage. <laughs> 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 or de- dex save. That's a six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, the other one was a seven. Yeah, this was not. Yeah, yeah, it was done. It hurts. Oh, man, it hurts bad. And you've been bitten by animals before on the street, uh, and this does not feel like that. Yeah, rats mostly. Um, They're a lot smaller. (laughs) Yeah, this this hurts really, really bad. And so you take um, uh, four damage, mostly piercing, but uh, it seems more than that, because at first you just feel like, oh, man, and you're bleeding out of your hand, and then you feel like a really intense heat running up your arm uh and you're surprised to look to see that there's now fire like emblazoned up along your arm and as the the flames uh dissipate uh there's the kind of seared image of a fox tattoo now running along the side of your arm so i just yeah so first off just in case anyone's counting that's literally half my health uh second second off um i just want to look at my arm in total bewilderment and uh confusion i want to look at the arm look around where the the fox once was and then look behind me and then put the arm really really close to my mouth and just be like is is that you reynard and you see the the like the bit on your hand and you feel it move under its uh own uh power and it suddenly forms like one of those goofy little hand puppets. And you see it sort of talking to me. It's like, yes, it's me, Reynard. I'm your new friend. I'm your hand now. Uh, and then you hear like cackling as the, uh, as the fox like reappears around your hand, seeming to have constricted it. He's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm just messing with you, man. I can, I can turn invisible. It's good. This just proves that we're friends. Oh, really, really good friends. That's fantastic. I've never really had a friend before, so I guess I don't know what it's like, so this all makes sense to me. <laughs> well, rule number one when it comes to your friends, okay? Especially your friends that are very powerful magic foxes that want you to take them out of the forest, right? So that we can keep you friends. <laughs> You've got to hide me from the people who don't want me to leave. Like that goofy gnome who's about to come out of that bush right now. Uh, and when he says that, you see him disappear, and you feel as though, like, a, a, a small, like, a creature has, like, hidden itself under your cloak and pressed itself against you, though you can't see anything. Yeah, and I want to, like, because uh, I'm wearing oversized clothes that are kind of raggedy anyway, so I just immediately sure. want to, like, you know, drop my hands so my sleeve covers over it. Like, my sleeves are so long that, like, you know, like, I have to pull them up for you to see my fingers. So I just, like, okay. recover my arm, like, quickly. Uh, why don't you give me a sleight of hand check to see, like, sort of how naturally you pass off? Because it is, like, a little, like, lump. Yeah. Uh, you know, on, on your body. I have a decent bone in this, in this, and so we shall see a 14. 
and then I, I'm not going to. I'm going to do a, a, a gr roll here for for Ingus as he comes around the corner. And so Ingus uh, looks really carefully at you as he comes out of a bush along with Hieronymus. Hieronymus paws at the ground when he sees you and kind of sniffs the air, uh, but he doesn't do anything else. And and Ingus looks around and you can tell uh, that he's looking at you hard, like harder than 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 like most guards and other cops. Uh, have like maybe around uh, Luft or something on the streets, um, but he's really giving you the eye. Uh, and he looks at you and goes, "Everything all right, son?" Well, I got a bit of turned round uh, out here in the woods. The you know it, there was some sounds and stuff, so I went out here looking here. And the other elf, you know, I thought he was going to be nice to me. I thought after I finally found other elves, they might be nice to me. But you know, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ingus kind of shakes his head and he, and he, and, and he waves his hands and that dunce cap disappears from your, he- your head and he says, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, y- you know, it was all in good fun. I, I didn't mean to, to, to make you want to run away from camp. I, I, I gotta get you through these woods. I'm not gonna ruin my record. Uh, and he kind of looks you around and he says, creepy black smoke, huh? Uh, don't worry. It's not a big deal. I'll just put you to sleep. And he says, come on back to camp. Uh, Hieronymus and I gotta do our rounds and, and you should get a little rest before things are, uh, are done. Chuck, uh, when you, uh, we're going to smash cut back to you really quick. When you go over to investigate the twang, uh, so you, you see kind of, uh, Hieronymus and, and Ingus exit the tent, uh, shortly after you go over to this other area, you notice that there is a trap there. Um, and within it, you find a, uh, a small, uh, rabbit, uh, that is like stuck in, uh, a similar trap to the one that, uh, Reynard was just in for the sake of brevity. Um, it doesn't talk to you. It's not magical. It's just a rabbit. Cool. Um, uh, do you want to do anything with it? Um, can I like, um, I want to try to make it my pet. <laughs> do you have an, an- <laughs> yeah, give me a handle animal skill, buddy. Hell yeah. It's exactly what everyone would do. Handle animals. Ooh, plus one. <laughs> Let's go. That's a, Ooh, that's not great. It's not great. <laughs> um, let's say that I handle it um, very badly, Nick. Like What's that um, number, though? Tell me that number. Well, the number itself is a two. Um, Plus one. Or is that a two? Well, it's oh, a, you critically failed. I, yeah. did, I did critically fail. Mm. Um, <laughs> he likes that way too much. <laughs> So he became the rabbit of Agna, Agna lore. Oh god. Uh, I guess I'm not. You take four damage as when you release what? the animal and pet it really carefully. The rabbit looks at you and then it bites you really hard. Uh, except you don't get a cool magical tattoo as it scampers back into the forest. That is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm. It's got sharp, pointed teeth. Oh, no one will listen. <laughs> I'm legitimately mad. I'm mad at. I'm legitimately mad at you, Nick. That's unreal. I cannot believe that you've given me the same amount of damage as Colin. I can't believe you've done this to me. I can't believe that you gave me the like most cautious character of all time the same amount of Colin damage as Colin, who literally ran toward danger. Chuck, we all know that I didn't. But that the dice did. <laughs> Nick, you have oh, personally done this to me. That's also true. <laughs> what do you think about it? 
So uh, you come back, uh, kind of like waving your hand, like a ridiculous amount of blood spilling from the most powerful rabbit bite ever made. Uh, <laughs> uh, around the same time that Ingus is leading back Felix, uh, and Hieronymus trots alongside him. Hey guys, did y'all know that the animals in this forest are absolute dicks? I saved one from a trap and it bit the shit out of my hand. Fuck this forest. Well, that sounds like, sounds like karma, don't you think? Maybe you should be nicer to people. I literally saved it from a trap. And it bit me. Uh, well, uh, I have nothing to say. Ingus uh, ribs you in the side really quick and goes, I bet that's a first. Haha. See, it's in good fun, you know. It's, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get on your bad side. Uh, if you want, fellas, get some rest. Uh, I'll, I'll get, I'll get the, uh, the breakfast started. It'll be bubbling on the pot. Hieronymus and I are going to do the rounds around the camp area and make sure that by the time the sun's up, we've got a clear path out of here. I look at Felix and I'm like, so, um, what was so fun that you had to run off into the woods chasing it? Well, I didn't catch it. It was, you know, some shadows or, or whatever. Um, it seemed interesting. And, you know, I kind of wanted to get away from you because you were quite rude. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Okay, apparently everyone here is dicks. I'm saving, I tried to save your life, you ran away, and I tried, I took a rabbit out of a trap and it bit the shit out of me. You know what? Y'all suck. Y'all all suck. <laughs> and I go back to sleep. Screw you guys, I'm going home. Yeah, I was going to say, screw you guys, I'm going back to sleep. That's exactly what <laughs> it rolls over. All right, uh, Felix, do you do the same, or what do you want to do? Uh, yeah, yeah, so, uh, Felix, I guess, knowing that, um, the, <laughs> that Hieronymus the dog is up and about, and, uh, the gnome guy, uh, he goes right back to sleep. <laughs> Dreams visit you this night, uh, while you guys are here, uh, it's, it's a, it's a little, uh, inchoate, I'm not gonna say any sort of specific ones, except for Chuck. Your dreams, as as usual, are a kind of cacophony, just just a mess of various images and sounds and other things and colors that you don't really know or understand. Um, but in, in this one, you get a, a, a deep, deep sense of urgency, mm. um, and you're seemingly sort of shook awake uh, as as you hear sort of like a cry for help. Um, and indeed, all of you wake up. Perception checks or no, um, it's it's impossible not to the way that you guys are sleeping in things because you hear a thunderous rumble coming from the ground. Uh, Ugog, like you're probably uh, very adept at this, like you can actually feel probably some vibration, uh, like in the ground as, as you as uh, and those of you that have been in the forest before, like there's a there's a there's a herd of something coming this way, and so you guys uh, all kind of wake up with a start at that same time. Uh, you all hear uh, a- another sound that goes like this. True dear, help! And that sound and, and a kind of sound of scream or in pain seems to follow it consistently. Well, I feel like I've heard voices my entire life. I, I don't trust them, and so I'd probably ignore a voice, <laughs> thinking it's in- inside my head. All right, so you, you like even though uh, you guys all actually hear this, you see sort of Drew Deer shake his head and 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 turn over a little bit, uh, uh, seemingly. Uh, I don't know, get some more sleep, uh, paying that much attention to this. 
Well, at least you're aware of your like <laughs> slow descent into dementia, into dementia, right? Like, just ah, it's just you know. <laughs> Wait, only only Drew Deer heard it. No, say. you all heard it. Okay, well, I oh. see Drew Deer turn over and go back to sleep and be like, "Wait, Drew Deer, did you not? Did you not hear them asking for your help? Who needs somebody who needs your help?" Oh, you you heard it too. Yeah, you heard you heard the voices too. What do you mean two? We didn't everybody who we all heard it, right? I yeah, I I heard it. Honored one, someone calls for your help. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, and as you guys look around each other, you you hear it again. Please hurry! The time is short. Oh, all right, pain. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop out of my shell. Um. Okay, but wait. Go, go towards the voice. Wait, hang on. No, we we better book it. No, wait, hang on, because earlier I tried to help something and it bit the fuck out of my hand. Well, this knows my name. Yeah, but you can't trust them. Rule number three. But Liz- he also said that they wouldn't know our names. Oh yeah, that's true. Liz, you get inspiration. <laughs> I'm over here quoting his rules to him. <laughs> <laughs> she saw through the rules. This game is the most unjust thing ever. <laughs> You know what else is unjust? Your pronunciation of unjust. <laughs> um, it is unjust. Oh, burn. <laughs> What's um, aloe vera for that, yo? <laughs> when you yeah, I think I think Drew Deer, when you say like they they knew our names, that that's that's a very clear like yeah, you get inspiration and you know that there's something different about this. Right. Um, and so this is a I see a thing or just hear a thing. You guys hear it, um, and so give, go ahead and give me uh, like um, a wisdom or intelligence check. I, I would take an investigation one way or the other here from anybody. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm pretty wise, so I look about the forest and I roll a five. Yeah. So, like uh, Liz, I think you're overwhelmed by uh, the, the sounds of these familiar voices, and then also by the sounds of the thundering hooves, such that it's a kind of discombobulating thing. You're actually you find it difficult to locate where any of these sounds are coming from. Uh, it's just, it seems like they're coming from all around you guys near the tree line. Uh, Ugog, uh, you you get a different sense. You can tell that, that the, the thing calling for Drudir and the, and, the, and the thunderous, like, hoof beats are s- separate things, but vast. Yeah, I rolled a 16. Yeah, you roll a 16, and, and, I, and you get a little bit more as, as, another, as a, a separate but different familiar voice sort of helps you understand the natural world around you uh, as uh, you know that the thunderous hooves are coming from one direction towards you guys out of the tree line while uh, in the opposite direction, uh, similar to where uh, Cal went earlier uh, when he ran off into the forest. Uh, that is the direction that the voice of uh, that is calling for Drew Deer. Well, I explained that, I, I explained to the group that it seems like we've got a herd of something stampeding towards towards us from this direction, and then I point in the opposite direction and say, "And someone calling for your help, Drew Deer, in that direction." So, I guess we go investigate helping, or yeah, no, that's that's where I'm going. We should all go. I I would like to go with you, Drew Deer. What? Yeah, I follow. What is um? What are Hieronymus and Ingus doing? 
they're not around. Uh, they said they were making their rounds, and like you, you guys, uh, before you went to bed, watched them walk off into the areas where he set his traps and and the tree line. I guess I want to follow them, but like at the back, because I don't trust anything. Drudier and others, as you guys get uh, close to the edge of the tree line, you notice the forest parting uh, slightly to form a path for you, and it's impossible now for any of you to miss the where the sound is coming from. Uh, both the cries of pain and, and the shouts for Drew Deer. Uh, there's a fantastic bright light that shines uh, r- uh, really, really brightly against sort of uh, the dusk of this area. Uh, and it looks like it's spurting up out of the ground, uh, like some kind of like vein. Uh, and halfway sticking out of it is the top half of a, of a horse creature with a uh, horn on its head. Uh, and it And it sort of like bays its uh, uh, hooves into the air as it continues to shout for, for true dear, please hurry, help me pull me do out I, do I recognize this um, yes. horse with the horn on top of its head? You sure do Is- it bears a striking likening to the carving that, that, you, that you put the finishing touches on your staff only a few days ago upon seeing this unicorn true deer is going to scream Fill up! And uh, run as fast as his little turtle legs will carry him. Uh, yeah, and, and you see, like, he, he, like, throws his hooves over there. It's true, dear! Um, and, uh, uh, but he looks stuck kind of, like, in a muck of this, like, strange magical light that's bleeding out of the ground. Okay, I'm gonna try pulling at him. Do anything I can. Alright, give me I'm that. I'm jumping right in. Give me that strength save. I'd like to assist uh, Drew Deer, so like to anchor her, so that she can, or so that he can perhaps uh, attempt the task. Well, yeah, absolutely. While they're doing that, nice. um, from the back, I want to yell, "Look out! Don't let him bite you!" <laughs> <laughs> Philip would never bite me. We'll see. It's true. I, with my advantage, my strength um, check is an eight. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so you, you tug at him, uh, but he's like, uh, the pull is strong, please hurry! Uh, uh, and he's not coming friends. out, and you feel yourself being like, if you hold on to him, he's being sucked back in, and you're worried if you hang on to him, you're going with him. I'm hanging on, and I'm gonna appeal to these, um, my work colleagues, and <laughs> <laughs> ask for their help. Everyone, we need to pull Philip out. Yes. Oh, yes. Let me help. Is there any way we can work together so that we're not like making one check or one check or individual checks or individual checks at advantage? Like, I'd like to pool our strength if we can. I I will let you guys, you should pick the person who probably has the highest strength modifier to make the check. um, And they will get to do it at advantage. uh, uh, And then if you, how many, how many of you are helping? Beyond the the one person, like you're gonna try to like make a chain to do this. Can I can I do something? Yeah, so at least two can of us. Can I do um one action before I help? Uh, what do you want to do? Um, I cast Blade Ward on myself, which gives me oh, re- yeah. redis- resistance to piercing damage when he tries to bite me. After, <laughs> yeah, after you definitely cast him. Blade Ward on yourself, if only for the comedic effect. Um, <laughs> Cal, are are you helping? Uh, yeah, and I just want to point out how much I enjoy that 
we were referred to as co-workers that like <laughs> that we're like being colleagues. wandering mercenaries is like our job like like that that's how we view it like that Liz not our started, job yeah i like that liz started with friends and was like mm, not that <laughs> uh, yeah i can assist i can definitely assist um so i have a plus five strength modifier so <laughs> i think it's you <laughs> i think it's probably you uh, then dude <laughs> did you break my game at level one broken um, well it's my uh my sorry my strength save oh okay there we go uh this is this is uh, gonna okay. be a check this like, is a check what? to pull him out not a save yeah you don't get to add your proficiency uh, you know what? Uh, I'll call it athletics. This is athletics to pull him out. Yeah, so you probably do get that. It's probably still plus five. Yeah, it's still plus five for athletics. Yeah. So uh, you get you, so you will get to roll that at advantage plus uh, 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 three. I'm going to give you a plus one for everybody that's helping all together. Okay. Uh, so twenty five total. Oh, holy god! Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, Kyle, like. You you grip the the hooves of, of this horse as uh, Drew Deer hugs onto your waist. Bass, you grab onto Drew Deer's shell, uh, and Felix uh, and uh, Winthrop, uh, you both grab on uh, really tight to to Bass armor as you all pull really really hard. This is the hardest game of tug of war you've ever been in, uh, but uh, it pays off. Kyle, you you feel all of a sudden. Uh, this this unicorn come loose from this vein, so you uh, pull it out of this vein, and it kind of flies over you and lands on top of Drudir. Um, and Drudir, you don't actually feel any weight from it, and you're all surprised to see that the the unicorn is kind of floating and ephemeral, uh, hanging above Drudir. Uh, but then Drudir, when it leans its head down, it gives you a big old lick right across your turtle face. <laughs> It feels so warm and wonderful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sure does. Um, and and Philip uh, looks at you dead in your eyes, uh, and he says, uh, "I knew we'd meet again, true dear." Philip, is, is that really you? How can it be? It's been two hundred years. No, two hundred and twenty years. Uh, Philip looks at you and says, "Has it been that long for you?" Yeah, and then the rest of the living world. Uh, he says, It's very confusing on the other side. Uh, and you notice, like, he, you know, when you knew Philip, he was a physical unicorn, but he's clearly like a spirit now kind of hanging in front of you. And he says, I'm both here and there. It is very difficult to put into words. Can you try? Like <laughs> <laughs> He goes Uh Yes. I am both here and there. It's very difficult to put into words. Sorry, that's my best effort at this. How how are you here? What did, why are you popping through this tree? Why did you come? Uh yeah, he says it was a vein. Uh a vein of magic. I could feel your presence close. Um, and he says, as I've always been able to. I felt like I've been feeling you for years in my dreams, sometimes when I'm awake. Uh, he nods and he says, true, dear. 
I never left you. Oh, if turtles could cry, Drew Deer would be crying. Oh, but I a... don't think that they can. Well, turtles can't, but turtles can. Turtles can. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that yeah, you can you can give a big old cry there. Um, what does everybody else want to do? As there's a bit of a weird touching reunion going on. Uh, I'm just like uh, jaw dropped because you know this is like a legit like magical creature, um, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not jaded at all at this point. So I'm just like standing, you know, like a foot away from this unicorn and just like holding out my hands like I want to touch it, but I'm too afraid to to put my hands on him. Yeah, don't touch it, dude. Not without asking. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> that would be you should ask if you're going to touch him. Okay, can can I can I pet you, Mr. Mr. Unicorn? His name is George. Philip! <laughs> can I touch you, George? I mean, Philip. Uh, I think he. I think he looks at you, Drew Deer, and is like, "Uh, I." And then he looks back at you, Felix, and says, "You may try." I want to like try to take my fingers and like kind of rub them in his his unicorn fur. Sure. Uh, and when you do, uh, you sort of start to. And as you bring your hand down, uh, you suddenly find that it falls through, like, into his, like, uh, spirit form. And then the, the unicorn laughs, like, really, really loud and obnoxiously. Uh, and then turns to, to Judy and goes, I have learned humor in the past 300 years. <laughs> See? It was a joke. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, I'm not disappointed at all. Like, I'm just like, well, if I can't touch him, that's like crazy and magical. This is fantastic. Yeah, you, you can but kind I of, can touch him, right? Yeah, like, I'm hugging him and he licked me. Yeah, he was like, he was physically, scary. yeah, he was like concentrating to make himself uh, uh, not take up physical space to make uh, okay. uh, the hand fall through yet. That's why it was a practical joke. If I see Drew Deer, like, touching the unicorn successfully, I then look at Drew Deer and be like, uh, can I touch you? Just to make sure. Just just your shell. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a total nut. It's like, uh, no. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, he just like puts his hands up and walks away. Like, I just, I just, you know, I just want to make sure you're not invisible too, you know, or whatever. I'm not invisible. You don't have to touch to prove visibility. <laughs> What's the word then? Am I am I missing something? You're like missing. Just the here, just intouchable. Let's pound it. All right, uh, fist bump. Yes, fist, yeah? fist bump. So I fist bump Drew Deer. Oh man, your hand passes right through him. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. He's real. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Right. Bam. Uh, no, no, it's 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 as hard as any Ninja Turtles uh, uh, kung fu hand. I don't know what kung fu, fu hands feel like. Well, they're pretty much like hands, but they know kung fu. Oh. <laughs> Cal wouldn't understand that at all. He wouldn't. Um, so Ukog <laughs> will bow deeply to Philip and also say, Oh, honored one, uh, we appreciate your presence here with us. Uh, and he bows back to you, like, very lowly and very reverently and says, uh, You have great strength. 
uh, it takes uh, a very powerful person to defy the laws of physics and the cosmos and magic all in one swift motion. It is, it is nothing to help uh, another, especially uh, one that is honored such as yourself. Oh, I, I, I think he looks real, real deeply into your eyes and says, uh, uh, it is everything to help another. Indeed. Hey, hey, what if you help someone and then they bite the shit out of you after? (laughs) (laughs) The unicorn shrugs and says, the gods are cruel. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Wait, that's so defeated. (laughs) (laughs) So when you guys do that, again, no perception checks necessary uh, because... Uh, now those thunderous hoofbeats that that as you've been going through this little magical experience have become audible again to your passive perceptions, all of you. Uh, as has two other things, uh, especially to Chuck. As you look in the direction you, you uh, you've been following up behind, you hear that stuff coming, uh, and you also hear uh, the following. Uh, you hear Hieronymus barking wildly uh, from deep past the other side of the tree line, past you guys' camp. Uh, and you hear Inga shout with a kind of terror that you that you haven't heard him on this entire trip shout as he says like Hieronymus run um, and uh, uh, and then you see a fantastic bright flash of light uh, that sort of erupts like a flash grenade uh, back behind that tree line. Um, everybody roll for initiative. Uh oh. It's about time we murdered something, though. <laughs> Instead of just falling <laughs> traps. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, is, that, is that really a zero? <laughs> <laughs> the zero. Uh, best one. <laughs> best. I, can, you, can you just... Okay, so we've got, in, in the following order, um, at the top is uh, Winthrow. Followed by uh, Ukog, uh, followed by Felix, followed by Drudier, followed by Bast. But Bast, you rolled a critical failure and a negative one to your initiative. <laughs> What's got you so distracted, buddy? <laughs> I am just fascinated by this unicorn. That is, I can't, I can't take my eyes off of it. Beautiful. Can't take my eyes off of you. Even as, even as like the the stampede gets louder and louder. Hey, uh, Chuck, who sings that? Uh, who does sing that? Oh, uh, well, that, that yeah. Well played. Well, played. well Winfrey, you are uh, uh, at the top of the order, uh, and and. So just cresting over the hill, you can... So you saw these bright flashes of light and the shouts, and you see what's been making a thunderous noise. Uh, coming out from beyond that tree line, you can see uh, a herd of elk. Maybe they're caribou. They're pretty big. Um, <laughs> Do they look and, bigger than a caribou? <laughs> right. Uh, but they, they are stampeding wildly uh, in the dozens uh, across that, that field and directly towards where you guys are. Is it like are they wide? Like uh not the individual but the herd is it like really wide or Yeah, you you think you think that the herd is is at least uh 25 feet uh in in like width. 
uh, like if you think of them as a, right. as a right. cube running across the field, uh, they're, they're 25 feet, uh, wide and, uh, spread out. They're probably about, they're, they're about 20 feet deep. Uh, and it's just like a field in between us. Yeah, just just your campsite. You guys have run off into the other direction, so you guys are kind of towards the edge of this tree line. Okay, where you've pulled yeah, Philip out of the vein. Yeah, um, and it's like grass. The campsite's like all grass and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's slightly rolling hills, but yeah, not not difficult terrain. I would like to cast Firebolt um, between us and the caribou herd mm. to try yeah. i'm so i'm trying to like set stuff on fire to yeah. like turn the herd away from us so that why don't you give me this is like a kind of uh see if you can manipulate these things why, why don't you give me a kind of like charisma check yeah uh uh to uh to to shoot is well is firebolt a um you got a roll for that anyway don't you um yeah it's a ranged attack versus a target um but on a hit ignites anything yeah. that's not being carried or worn. Okay, I tell you what, uh, uh, and your your charisma, isn't that your, that's my, your bonus yeah, anyway, yeah. your modifier for magic? Okay, yeah. so uh, just go ahead and roll that spell attack. Uh, in order to succeed at what you're doing, I'm going to set yeah. uh, It's, it's kind of hard to manipulate this entire herd, Yeah. so I'm going to set the DC at 16. Okay, so DC 16, and I'm going to cast Firebolt, uh, and I rolled a 19. Okay, 19. All right, so you blast a firebolt right into the middle, and uh, you guys are probably, uh, all of you animal lovers, maybe horrified at first as you see this blast uh, go into the uh, elk herd. But uh, it expertly misses any, like, organic uh, animal uh, in there and just, like, lights up a big old torch right in the middle, and you see the herd begin to part uh, around it and split into two groups. Uh, That'll have some effects later. Anything else you want to do? Um, just like yell like, uh, hey guys, there's a big herd of what look like caribou, but maybe bigger, um, running toward us. All right. That'll bring it to, uh, Ukog. Okay. Uh, Ukog will, uh, pull out his great axe and he sees, um, the, the caribou facing down on them and with what's happening with, our companions, he goes into a rage and charges at uh, the front of the caribou herd. Okay, uh, so it'll take uh, so the caribou herd is about 50 feet away from you. So uh, you enter a rage. Uh, I don't know, do you get bonus movement yet? Or is that later? No, I think that's later. Okay. Um, it yeah. it turns out when you have a hammer, everything becomes a, a nail. <laughs> so just the nature of the barbarian. Uh, well, it's a it's a axe, so it's not a hammer. Uh, so completely different <sighs> um, situation here. But yeah, it does uh, a d twelve instead of a two d six. Yeah. <laughs> so the damage is just going to be completely different. Yeah, it's nice. yeah. I can only move thirty feet unless I like sprint. So, um, yeah, so it's if, a few. I, if I move, can I still hold an action? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'll move 30 feet, and I'm going to hold my action. As a reaction, once one of the caribou comes into range, I'm going to attack him with my great axe. That'll bring it to count. Uh, yeah, so Felix um, 
decides that he doesn't want to be where the caribou are going to be. So I look for the closest tree and then scale it. Give me that give me that sweet, sweet climbing roll. Mm, that's just athletics, right? Yep. Uh can can it be a boundy jumpy thing and call it acrobatics? <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah. Yes! That's a four. Yeah, <laughs> that's four. <laughs> yeah, you, you scamper clawing at the edge of the tree, and eventually you throw yourself around like a, a small branch, and then it just breaks, and you fall on your butt uh, below it, uh, and you hear a, a kind of like weird chuckle from underneath your coco. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> I'll get it next time. <laughs> uh, so that's your movement. Uh, do you want to do anything else? I guess I instead of climbing the tree, I'll just get. On the other side of the tree, it's like my next best thing. Yeah, just use it for cover, hoping that they'll avoid it. Yeah, sounds good. Then that'll bring it to Drew Deer. I, do these look like natural caribou? Are they glowing or weird or anything? These look pretty natural. Um, I guess the first thing I'm going to do is throw out some, I'm going to throw out an entangle spell. Oh, cool. Um, so I don't. I don't want it to be right on top of us, but maybe if I see it, like the pack coming up the hill, like 50 feet in front of us, the ones that would come directly into our space. Uh, what's your What's your DC that they have to to beat? I believe it's a 13. Okay. I have not double-checked that number. Sorry. Uh, okay, that brings it to the elk. Kyle, you're going to get your attack of opportunity. Why don't you go ahead and take that while I see if they're going to make it these entangled things. Alright, I will slice at them. I s- roll a 22. Okay, uh, so yeah, you, you definitely lay your axe uh, uh, into one. Why don't you give me uh, uh, your damage roll? Okay, and I deal six slashing damage. Nice. Yeah, so you like whack really hard into one of them um, and it trips up and it falls and a few fall beyond it but it, it doesn't die. Um, and it, and it kind of stands back up and hobbles along with the force. But, uh, you doing that has, has made it such that the elk behind the one that you knocked over part around you, uh, a little bit. And so, uh, in what happens next, it's not too bad. Um, they roll a 19 to avoid, uh, the entanglement. Um, and so they, however, it still makes it rough round for them. So they go slower, uh, and then they start to, uh, just like trod over near you guys. Um, thanks to Winthrow's action and Kyle's and a few others, I'd like you all to make, except for Kyle, uh, I'd like you all to make dexterity saving throws as this herd blasts over towards you guys and, and tries to run into the forest beyond you. Oh boy. I roll a natural 20. Snap. I got a 10. I'm at uh, 17. And I rolled a 12. Chuck and Harrison, um, <laughs> you take so you guys take four damage. Uh, cool, uh, cool, cool, cool. And then the 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 rest of you uh, uh take half. Um, hey Nick, just a quick and probably not that important question. Uh, did I recover any hit points when I went back to sleep? Nope. Yeah, you Uh-oh. guys take the the same things from your watch. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, cool, 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 cool. It. Um, heads up, I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
uh, no Winthrop, yeah, after helping everybody else, uh, uh, whacks the ground pretty hard. Um, there, then, there could not be less justice in this world. Yeah, this is not, <laughs> this has not been Winthrop's day. Harrison, it's your turn. Uh, the caribou run around you, dashing around in every direction. What do you want to do? There, like, currently is a sea of caribou passing yeah. me. And the threat has sort of passed, but I can't see any of my friends. Oh, you, you, you can kind coworkers. of see your friend, friends through the dust and, and through like the tails of the caribou as they run past. But, it, but it's obscured, if that makes sense. Is it possible to make my way over to uh, Winthrow's character? Or to Winthrow? Hell yeah, it is. Give, give, me, give me an athletics thing to, as you try to like push through the, the caribou to get over to him. 24. Filled with righteous fury to save a life. You uh, physically, like, uh, gently, but also, like, push through the caribou. And at a certain point, you think maybe just some of them are parting around you uh, even even more carefully as you are easily able to make your way over to Winthrow. Okay. Um, I would like to uh, lay my hands on Winthrow and heal him for one hit point. Whoop. That happens. I'd also like to shout to the group that uh, I think that we should be more concerned with what the caribou are stampeding from than the caribou, because they don't seem like malicious creatures. I don't know about that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they seem to part and let me get to you. It's like they wanted you to be okay. They probably shouldn't have stepped on it. I though. hear the words you're saying. I want you to know that. But they, they could have no idea that he was going to fall over at two hit points. I mean, it's like a light... A light push. It was very much not a light push. <laughs> they trampled my brains. Well, you feel better now, right? A bit. I feel not dead. <laughs> yeah, well, and, well, buck up. Yeah, like, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, back to the top, um, uh, Winthrow. Can I, can I look? Can I do a little perception? Per- percepting? And see what yeah, they totally. might be, uh, might, they might have been running from? You definitely can. That's a fucking natural <laughs> one, boy. Hmm. Th- this is actually how I'm inclined to interpret this. If you uh, give me one damage, it, I'm walking out of this room. No, right not, now. not not even close. I actually think you see perfectly what's coming, and I think I think that you're slightly horror stricken. You can see rustling in the trees as uh, the last of the caribou bursts out, and then right behind it. Uh, bushes are uprooted and and a tree pushed apart as a as a la- a large brown bear blasts out of the forest uh, in a like burst of fur and blood. Uh, it's covered in blood on its snout and it seems to be leaking blood from its hind legs. Then it begins to chase after the caribou like hardcore. So would you say it's chasing after me per se? Oh, uh, I mean, you're you're in its direct line as far as you're concerned with that perception. Like that thing could be running in a different direction, and you'd be afraid of it. You know what? After a day like today, fuck this bear. I cast Witch Bolt on this bear, so I'm gonna roll a um, ranged attack. I'm gonna roll an eight on it. Your your shot sails wide. Um, you're just a little too afraid uh, from from the bad day you've been having, uh, and, and you miss. <laughs> All right. Well, balls. <laughs> That'll bring it to uh, Ukog. Oh, Ukog. Sorry, Ukog. 
the god. How far away from the bear? Oh, you you can reach it in a movement. You ran up to the to where the the things were. This thing has just come out of the forest. So yeah, so you could reach it in thirty feet. Uh, I will then. Uh, attempt to tackle the bear. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Give me, <laughs> not give me that not sweet, like the direction I thought I was gonna go. Bear contested grapple check. Oh, I live for this. Good luck. I live for it. <laughs> Seventeen. All right. What does the bear get? Um, <laughs> oh. Let me, let me check. Uh oh. Ooh. Uh, bear has plus four. Oh, so that is altogether an eighteen against your seventeen. Uh, you try to grapple onto the bear, and it just bowls you over. Uh, and so you don't take any damage, but you're knocked prone uh, as it blasts past you. Uh, I will use my the rest of my action to stand up and watch. <laughs> I don't want you to do that. That'll bring it to now, Cal. So let me get this straight. Does it does it appear like the bear is also fleeing, or that it is chasing the caribou? Why don't you give me a wisdom check? Okay, because that's a relevant question right now. That was a twenty, by the way. You know, uh, maybe a little too well, what a scared and wounded creature looks like, and uh, maybe you, you you've seen it a lot in street urchins and things before, and that's the look that you get from this bear's face. It's not chasing these caribou; it's running as well. Mm. Um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to like focus my attention for a perception thingy. Uh, but it's an eleven. Yeah, why uh, do you want to do that? Your wisdom <laughs> told you the things. What, what do you want to perceive? Oh, I was looking for the the source of its oh, fear. You know what I'm oh, saying? Like I'm looking for something saying. else. Um, yeah. Uh, good. Uh, yeah. Within eleven, you search the tree line, but you can't see anything at all that it could be running from. Uh, but gotcha. uh, with your other wisdom save, like. Uh, and, and everybody else, I think it knows, knows this, like the direction all these things are coming from is the direction that Ingus shouted from. So sure. I, I want to yell out to the others, um, and draw my bow basically and just be like, all right, folks, uh, I'm pretty sure the bear is running to and from something over there, you know, just in case, I guess, you know, they haven't put the two pieces together and I point towards where we heard Ingus. And if I have any movement left, I guess I want to move in that direction. Uh, that'll bring it to Liz's turn. Can you remind me what um, Ingus yelled, or we just heard him screaming? Uh, yeah, you heard him scream. It sounded like in pain, and you heard him shout, Hieronymus, okay. run. Just run. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to, I guess, try to see anything that's happening up the hill. I'm gonna, I rolled a perception check of a 14. Uh, so your perception check does reveal something. Uh, you can see that where that bright flash of light that came through the forest is, there, there is rustling going on, and it looks like there are two figures, uh, uh, like battling it out, uh, in the trees. In the trees? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the other side of where you guys. Okay. I guess I'll, I'll run over there. Not like crazy far ahead, but I'll stay, you know, within, in line of. Cal, what's your character's name? Felix. Mm hmm. I'll line up with Felix and cast um, Shillelagh on my quarterstaff, which will make it magical and let me use wisdom as my for my modifiers. Okay. Shillelagh. 
Already uh, yeah, that quarterstaff. An awesome knot. An awesome magical knot appears in the end of your staff. And you, you're ready at Donatello-like. Uh, so Harrison, that'll bring it to you. So I'd like to move over to sort of group up with my other uh, companions. Sure. And I guess just wait it out with them. Um, I'd also I'd like to tell them maybe we should start figuring out a plan. Uh, it seems like anything that could be something that could hurt Ingus and do this much damage to the forest is likely to snap us like twigs. But also, without Ingus, can we even make it out of the forest? So it seems like all options are bad right now. Horrible. Okay, just so we're on the same page. <laughs> I mean, we can't make Check. it out without Ingus, that's for sure, right? Uh, yeah, he, he certainly made it seem that way. Should we run and try and help him and, and get destroyed like twigs, snapped like twigs? Yeah, I think that's the the best approach, right? So, I mean, like, we got to do something. We have to act. We've been thrust into this situation, and we might as well try to do the thing that makes some moral sense, right? Yeah, that seems right. As you guys reach over into the tree line, uh, you, everyone now can see what Cal saw before, and uh, sorry, that, uh, sorry, what Drew Deer saw before. Um, Drew Deer, your unicorn, Philip, is cautioning you in your head and, and says, I feel something terrible in this direction. And as you guys burst through that tree line uh, into the area, you do see shadows fighting over uh, near an area. You hear barking uh, and what sounds like unearthly roars. And eventually through that shaking, out busts a blood-covered Hieronymus. In his mouth is a blood-soaked belly-up Ingus that he lays down in front of you guys. And Hieronymus whimpers and begins to, to sort of like doggo whimper very, very loudly. Mm. I'd like to run up to Ingus and try and revive him with lay on hands. Sure. Uh, by the time that you get there, you feel you you, you feel uh, something inside of you, Harrison, kind of let you know that that the magic won't work. Uh, the life has already left Ingus. Uh, he's been dead now for uh, as you get close. It looks like he's been dead now for a few minutes. Well, that was short lived. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 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 rescue breaths yeah uh and hieronymus begins begins to whimper uh well so i tell the group that i think i i tried to save him but i think he's already gone damn dude and uh, so i i grab him up into my arms and i think uh and i want to head back to the camp uh site it seems like we should maybe quickly grab whatever belongs we need and try and make our way out of here i want to kind of like Look at Hieronymus and be like, Hey, bud, I know you're going through some shit right now, but we need you too. And I think it, it might have been what, what he would have wanted. Hieronymus paws at the ground as he stands to his feet and, and snorts. Uh, and, and you think that you see the look of determination. In his eyes, as, as he as he trots uh, over to the to the campsite with you guys, and as you get back to the campsite, you guys look at at Ingus's uh, body, and you can set it there. You notice that his wounds um, are strange, as though he's been pierced in in every place with spears or some kind of like shaft. Uh, that that not only just like were animal bites, but seem to have run through his entire body. Well, I in attempt to investigate his wounds, but I, I roll a 
a ten. Sure, like you don't know what's made this, but like you you know that these are kind of unnatural wounds. Like there's not bites out of him. Something has not tried to like kill him for food. Something has has sort of wantonly murdered him. I I look at that and I'm just like, dang, that was a fucked up bear, huh? <laughs> it's like the lions from Ghost in the Darkness. It's just killing for fun. <laughs> Deep cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when uh, Chuck, when you guys, uh, when Bass sets uh, uh, Ingus down back in your campsite, a Hieronymus comes over to you and begins to nudge you. Um, and you see him sort of pointing at, at uh, he seems to be pushing against uh, your leg with the strange barrel around his neck. You want me to look in this barrel, my dude? <laughs> um, so I guess I'll, like, I'll, op- I'll pull the barrel off his neck. Yeah, uh, it's got a removable top. Uh, it's not too hard. And you pop it open. Uh, and you see what looks like might have been sort of, like, golden, almost ale-colored droplets that line the walls of the, of the thing, uh, of the, of the small barrel. But there's no actual, like, liquid in it. But there is a small note uh, at the bottom. Can I, I'm going to pull the note out and read it. It says, if Hieronymus's well has run dry, then the time is nigh. And that is all it says. And when you pull that out and you look at it, uh, Hieronymus, uh, his eyes get wide. And he lets out an even bigger whimper as he buries his face uh, into his paws and next to Ingus. And you guys look around. The forest is quieted, and the sun is rising. But you're alone in the forest, and your guide is dead. And you don't know which direction Duggan is in. And I think that's where we'll call it for tonight. I know that wasn't a very happy way to end the episode, but it's not the end of the campaign. Join the group next week on PlayQuest as they continue to plumb the depths of mysteries here in the Fondin Valley and the secrets that haunt each of them. If you're picking up what we're putting down, then there's a few ways that you can reach out to us to let us know. First of all, give us a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can say hi to us on Twitter, at PlayQuestPod, that's our handle there. Or you can send us an email to PlayQuestPod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'd like to give a big thank you to our audio engineers, Dave and Kevin, for coming up with the creepy music that is our intro and outro of these episodes. So if you have nightmares, you can thank them. See you all here next week.